Welcome to the H&H Hour podcast. I'm excited to be sitting here as your host and with my co-host, Heather is my sister. My name is Heidi. We are the H&H Hour. We are the H&H Hour. We are. So Heather, a funny thing. Um, so we have a brother. Well, we have four brothers and they are awesome and we just adore them. They're like our one of our favorite, favorite sound bites ever. But <laughs> they are. Um, one of our brothers, Than, is a communicator. His job is communicating on TV and radio all day long, every day. And so he is used to this podcast gig. Um, But he listens every week on his commute in DC and he'll text us every week his thoughts on the podcast. And he's so encouraging. And so shout out to Than. But um, he joked with me when we aired our sister's podcast, Holly, that he could not tell sometimes Holly's voice from my voice. And then he did say, well, Heidi, you have a different voice every week these days. It's true. Which is so true because I have literally been ill for um, over two months now. Yeah. So yeah. those of you that are listening, welcome to the many voices of Heidi. <laughs> <laughs> We're actually renaming our podcast. Oh my goodness. To be Guess This Voice. Guess This Voice. Um so, yeah, we're, we're kind of in that season, aren't we, Heather, where everyone's fighting illness, mm-hmm. and it's been a little bit crazy. You're feeling better, though, right? I am. I am. Somehow, there is just still, like, a little bit of craziness, r- r- like, r- rattling around in there. Yeah. I don't know what that's about, but I am, overall, I'm feeling a lot better. I've had a sick baby for six days, mm. so that's never super no. fun, but, I mean, I just, that's part of life. It is. So. Yeah. I think sometimes we get so... Uh, like thrown off track. Yeah. I'm not saying you, but I'm just, I mean, I, I know I've done this so many times in my life when a family member gets sick or my kids get sick where we're just like, oh, it's the end of the world. And <laughs> yeah. like, it is difficult. It's yeah. not fun, but it's life. That's right. And it is I, life. I think sometimes you just have to like say, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to make the best of this. Yeah. I'm going to cancel all my other stuff and I'm going to stay home with my babies and hold them or stay home with my spouse and take care of them and just not fret about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I think that's so, so true and so good. Not, don't make it bigger than it needs to be. Yeah. So it doesn't mean it's fun, but you can really like walk through it with joy still. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. Well, I think it's kind of funny that you're talking about your voice because one of the stories that I'm going to tell today um, actually has to do with my (laughs) voice. Um, So if this is your first time listening to the H&H Hour, we want to say welcome. And to all of our faithful listeners, you truly have no idea how much it blesses our hearts that you listen every week. Heidi and I feel so humbled, um, truly, um, humbled that you would tune in. Yeah, to hear what we have to say and to listen to our voices. And we pray every week as we begin our podcast, we start with prayer. Yeah. Whether it's just the two of us or whether we're having a guest on, we pray that the words that are spoken would be for someone, Mm -hmm. uh, even if it's just for one person. And even if it's just one phrase for one person, that's enough. Yep. That's so good. In fact, we had someone, a listener, message us last week about an episode that was pretty far past Mm. and they were saying that they were able to gift it to another person that Mm. they had met um, because the stories were so relatable. Mm. And so she said that, she said those very words, I gifted your podcast to this person because they could relate to it so much. So that just, that blesses our hearts. Yeah. And that's, I I think, um, you know, this is, this is our gift to, to you, to the listener. Um, This isn't something that we get paid for it. This is a, this is a ministry for us. And so it is, you know, down the road, maybe it will be something that makes money. But for now, this is truly just a gift and mm-hmm. it's a, 
it's an act of obedience. Yeah. Our country, our contribution to your encouragement. Yeah. And giving glory (laughs) to Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And, and just letting, I love the platform of letting stories be told that might forever else be silent. Oh, that's good. You know, I think so many people never really even have someone ask like, Hey, what's your story? Yeah. Um, it's one of my favorite things to do is when I happen to get to sit across from a stranger, whether it's at an event or in my home and just to say, what's your story? And nine out of 10 times they look completely taken off guard. Yeah. Like, what, what do you, what do you even mean? What's my story? Right. It's like, most people don't get asked. Like, who, who are you? Mm-hmm. Like, what, what makes you, you and tell me about yourself. And we had just such a positive encounter with that. Even recently, like two years ago, I met someone and I felt the Holy Spirit prompt me that I was supposed to have this family to dinner. Mm-hmm. And then through a series of crazy illnesses and life and moving, I kept putting it on the back burner, mm-hmm. but I kept mentioning to this person that I was going to have them to dinner. And I was like, eventually I'm going to follow through on my word. And it was kind of this running joke, like yeah. we'll have you to dinner. Yeah. And then I finally did a couple weeks ago, have this person to dinner, this family. And we had one of the most incredible conversations that we've had around my dinner table in a really long time. Mm. And the really ironic thing, those of you that know my husband, um, he's more of a quiet gentleman. Mm-hmm. Um, the funny thing is when he does speak, it's usually very thoughtful yeah. and really profound. Um, and he gets quite adamant about the things he is convicted about. Yes. But he spoke more at that dinner conversation than I have heard him speak at a dinner conversation <laughs> in like 10 dinner conversations combined. That's awesome. And so it was just cool. So all that to say, like if, if the Lord prompts you about asking someone their story or bringing someone in to hear their story, do it. Yeah. Because it is probably going to bless you more than it blesses them. So we're going to launch into my experience at Camp Well yes. in a little bit. But one of the things that I took away from that time was Camp Well was hosted at Lost Valley Ranch, which is just this incredible place. Like I cannot say enough good things about it. But one of the things that they do there is they train their young people that help run the ranch, their employees. So this would be their wranglers that take you out on horseback rides or any of their um, people that help serve you at mealtimes, hospitality. They train them to be story listeners. Hmm. They what do used, they mean by that? They used that phrase. So to ask good questions and mm. then listen mm. for people's stories and then be able to ask more questions to be able to then listen to That's people's cool. stories. And I've I've heard be a good storyteller, yeah. you know, forever. And obviously, I think listening is a, a lost art and I think it's something that is so valuable. But to be story listeners, yeah. I thought was so incredible. And I feel like that's kind of what we do here. You know, as we create a space where we get to listen to other people's stories as they tell them and then ask the right questions to help draw their stories out. Mm. And I thought, I I even told one of the girls that works at the ranch, I was like, I'm going to borrow that and use it because I think it's really profound. And I think we all could grow in our story listening skills. Mm. That's a really good thought. And I, I just think it's with the fast paced nature of society, with technology and everything's available right away. I think we find ourselves at a deficit of face-to-face conversations mm-hmm. and of the ability, even the opportunity to listen mm-hmm. because everything is so fast and people are so wired nowadays to not pause mm-hmm. and to encounter people. Well, and can I even add to that that I think when you do have a face-to-face conversation, um, everyone's pretty good about interjecting their own stories, mm-hmm. their own, like everyone's pretty good at talking. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get better at listening. Yeah, that's good. 
I think we need to learn to shut our own mouths mm-hmm. and actually with our minds, listen mm-hmm. and with our ears, listen to what other people are saying. Yeah. I think we, in the Christian world, I think it's just as bad as it is anywhere else. Yeah. I think we need to become better listeners, and I think we would have more empathy for people yeah. if we actually stopped and listened more. And I'm saying that to myself, too. Yeah, yeah. So, Heather, we a, a couple chats ago, mm-hmm. we talked about you getting the opportunity to go to Camp Well Summit Yep, in the Colorados. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for those of you that don't know that little inside joke, jump back to a couple episodes ago. Yeah. And here, why we're referencing the Colorados, while I was homeschooled, I know that it is not called the Colorados. <laughs> There's just one. Yes. Um, but it was about a little seven-year-old who God used to confirm his mm-hmm. prompting. Yeah. And so um, let's talk about that. Because yeah. you've now been home for a mm-hmm. bit. Yep. And God stirred some things up in you and mm-hmm. did some things in right. you. So. Fill us in, girl. Well, we kind of ended our last chat with saying, this is happening. I'm going to this and we'll report back. Mm-hmm. And if I'm being very honest, at the end of Camp Well, I did not want to report back. Because mm, you were not well? I was well. I just didn't know how to articulate what God had done in my heart. Yeah. And it didn't feel pretty enough. Mm. And I think we often want to tell the things that are pretty. The highlight reel. Mm -hmm. We want to say like, this is the revelation that I had. And Mm. this is how God, you know, this was a a summit, a retreat for dreamers and doers. And I would put myself right at the top of that list as a dreamer and a doer. Um, I feel like I went into it with some expectations. Um, and let me just say from the very beginning that those ex- the expectations that I had about the actual event, um, they, they exceeded every yeah. expectation that I had. The event, if you have an opportunity, if you see yourself as a dreamer or a doer, um, and you just want to get away to a place literally in the middle of the mountains. I mean, the bus ride that we had to take to get there made me want to vomit. <laughs> <laughs> You're not a huge fan of riding on small mountainous roads anyway. No. In, I especially mean, large vehicles. No, it was it was <laughs> crazy. But I think it was part of the process, too, of just, yeah. like, honestly, like, releasing. Open your journey. hands and not just everything feeling comfortable. Because yeah. let me tell you, the bus ride was just the beginning of me feeling super uncomfortable. Wow. Which is so not like you. No, I went in. Um, okay, so let me back up. The event itself was amazing. Yeah. I mean, the hospitality, the attention to detail, the way that they thought about each one of us, the women that I met, absolutely incredible. I could mm-hmm. not say anything bad about that experience at all. But I went in with expectations for myself about what I was going to get from it that were that looked like this. It looked like I'm going to make new acquaintances that will notice me, Mm. that will make me more successful in my platforms, and I'm going to become more known. Hmm. Now, to be very clear, going into it, I did not know that that was... You didn't know that your spirit was driving you like that? No. Yeah. Okay. That's a good way to put it. That wasn't the goal. I, I didn't know exactly why I was going. Yeah. But at Looking back hindsight, I realized that some of the reasons that I wanted to go was to become more connected maybe. connected, and, and with influencers. Yeah. There are a lot of influencers that go to this. And yeah. there are a lot of people that are very successful with different platforms and things. Yeah. So we get there. First of all, that's incredibly vulnerable for you to admit that. I, I mean, 
uh, that's that's good. Well done. This isn't a pretty. This isn't. This a pretty, isn't a pretty story. A this pretty isn't one. an Instagram worthy moment. It's not. You okay. wouldn't want to post this on your. Okay. On your Instagram. So you listeners are getting a special little <laughs> gift. You're getting and the real. The this raw. is this is why. I mean, this is why we're two weeks out, and I can share it now. Is because I have processed it. And honestly, when we first came back, and we're driving back from the airport, I was I could not. I had no words to process, even to my husband. And I remember both literal and physical. Well, true. <laughs> Um, I remember going to pick up our son. He was at a friend's house and standing, they're very good friends of ours and standing in their foyer and Chris looking over at their husband, who's we're very close with. And he was like, she's still processing. We're not really sure what's going on yet with, with her. So, okay. So let me try to tell this concisely. Okay. Um, we get to camp. Well, we take the bus ride, you know, it was crazy. We get there and Monday morning when I flew out from Peoria, I was like, man, my throat feels a little scratchy. Mm-hmm. By the time we got to Denver and got on the bus and got to Camp Well, my voice was completely gone. Mm. Like, I literally could not talk. So here I am in a room in a group of 50 women, all who are there to share their stories. To communicate. All who are there to communicate. (laughs) What do I do for a living? Communicate. I communicate. I homeschool my kids. I preach. I lead. And I host a podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm a communicator. Yeah. Right? When people ask me what I do, that's what I say. Yeah. And here I am, first night, and I'm like literally speechless. <laughs> hi, my name is Heather. I, oh, hi, Heather. Nice to meet you. What do you do? Well, actually, I'm a communicator. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. I can't hear you. I know. I lost my voice. Oh, my goodness. Like, talk about awkward. So uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, to go into a into a space and immediately feel so raw. So and so, isolated. So isolated. Because no one there knew you. Mm-mm. So and I remember the um the founder of Camp Well, she's this dear woman, and she said to me the first night, she'd asked me, Why are you here? And I was like, I I whispered. I'm not gonna keep whispering because that would be really annoying. <laughs> but I whispered, I really don't know why I'm here. Yeah. And it's ironic, I lost my voice, I can't talk, and I'm a communicator in my life. So yeah. this is a very weird place to be in. And she said, Maybe, maybe that's for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Yeah. <laughs> so day two, incredible information, great topics that we talked about. You know, it was a really good day. And all around me, I see and feel these women responding to what's being spoken and responding to the Holy Spirit. And they're having these life-changing revelations. Mm. Like I'm talking, women were weeping all around me. And I'm sitting there like, I feel nothing. And all the men in the listening house are like, we get you, girl. (laughs) (laughs) I feel absolutely. And I kept thinking, what is wrong with me? Why am I not feeling anything? Why am I not getting a revelation? Why do I not feel like this is hitting home for me? And by Tuesday night, I was pretty upset by that. Not not outwardly, Mm -hmm. but inwardly. And by the time we got to... The end of Camp Well, I was very confused about why I was there. Mm. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I made great friends. Mm-hmm. I had a great time. They served us. I mean, any time that they make your bed in the morning and serve you three meals a day, like you're not going to have a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> but my spirit was just really burdened because I didn't know why I was there. Okay. So Wednesday morning, I wake up in my cabin 
Um, also, I didn't feel good. Yeah. You know, I was sick. Yeah. And so that in itself is, is always difficult when you're away from home and you're with no one that you know. Right. Because you're trying to overcome this illness and trying mm-hmm. to be present, but you yeah. feel really crappy. And yeah. I remember one morning, honestly, coughing so hard and going and trying not to wake my cabin mates up yeah. and going into the bathroom and literally just being like, Jesus, you have to help me right now because yeah. I feel like I'm, I feel desperate. Yeah. And he did. Mm-hmm. He's so faithful to do that. But um, so Wednesday morning, I got a text to my phone. Now cabins, there's Wi-Fi at the lodge. There's no cell service because you're in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. But there was not supposed to be Wi-Fi in our cabins. Hmm. Okay. I got one text through my phone the whole time I was in our cabins, and it was from my brother in love, Isaac. Hmm. And he and I have been reading in John. Um, the gospel of John and sharing things back and forth because we're both preaching in a series coming up at our church called believe Mm -hmm. based on the book of John. So he and I've been going back and forth about it and he had read something in John 12 and he said, I felt like I was supposed to send it to you this certain passage and specifically verse 43. Mm -hmm. I think it's for your message. So that came through on my text on my phone early one morning, Wednesday morning. I actually didn't go and read it in my Bible because I didn't have time. And I was like, it's for my message when I, I'll look at it when I get home Mm -hmm. kind of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I need to be present here. So Thursday afternoon, Campwell ended. We rode the horrific bus ride back to (laughs) Denver. I spent the afternoon with a couple of friends that I met. We had dinner together. And then I went back to my hotel room because I had to fly out really early the next morning. So I had a hotel room to myself, which I don't know if ever happened in my entire life. Yeah. It was so weird. (laughs) Um, so I'm in, a, in in my hotel room and I call my husband and I start to try to explain what I'm feeling. But at that point, I really didn't even have words to explain what I was feeling. I didn't know exactly what I was feeling. At the very end of camp, I did feel the Lord say to me, and it's one of the only things that I felt really deep down the whole time we were there. And I felt him say, you are known by me mm. and that is enough. Mm. And I was like, Okay. But I, I know that already, Lord. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't struggle with this. Right. I, I am not in an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. And then after I got off the phone with my husband, I told him that. And he was like, okay, well, that's that's good. Like, that's a good word. And mm-hmm. I just broke. Mm-hmm. And all the tears that I'd held in, <laughs> while all the women around me were crying, they all came out. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm, I need to go read that passage that Isaac text, text me. And so... I opened up my Bible and I read it. And it's actually a prophecy from Isaiah that John is, that that Jesus and then John as he's writing are going back and referencing this old prophecy. And I'll just read this part. Verse 40, the Lord has blinded their eyes and hardened their hearts so that their eyes cannot see and their hearts cannot understand and they cannot turn to me and have me heal them. Isaiah was referring to Jesus when he said this because he saw the future and spoke of the Messiah's glory. Many people did believe in him, however, including some of the Jewish leaders, but they wouldn't admit it for fear that the Pharisees would expel them from the synagogue. And then this is the verse that Isaac had said. I feel like verse 43 was highlighted. For they loved human praise more than the praise of God. Wow. And that verse... Just, I don't, I don't know. Wrecked you a tiny bit? I mean, the feeling of like your heart just being stripped bare. Mm-hmm. And of it's, it's this weird feeling when the Lord disciplines mm-hmm. and, and causes you to, and you repent. Yeah. It's a feeling of 
hurts so bad, but at the same time, there's so much comfort in it. Yeah. And they're simultaneous. It's this weird tension mm-hmm. of like saying, I know that this has to be ripped out of me. And I'll just say this. That's something I've struggled with my whole life is mm-hmm. praise of man. Yeah. Wanting the acknowledgement of man. Yeah. People, mm-hmm. not just man, people. And feeling like I had to strive to prove myself yeah. to people or feeling like I needed a bigger platform or I needed more influence. Mm-hmm. And I thought, honestly, Heidi, that I had dealt with all of it. Yeah. I thought it was gone. Yeah. And I think I had dealt with a lot of it. I yeah. think I've been healed much of the way. And that's why when this came up during Camp Well, I was so taken aback because yeah. I didn't realize it was there was still some of that in there. Some of the root was left. I didn't realize that I still was making decisions based on the praise of man. Wow. And I was loving the praise of man more than I was loving the praise of God. Wow. And I was wanting to be known by people mm. more than I was wanting to be known by God. Mm. And that actually the being known by people and the praise of people is empty. Yeah. It might make you feel good for a minute. It might it might puff up your pride, mm. but being known by God is such a safe place yeah. where you don't feel isolated. You don't feel like you have to strive for anything. And that's what God had to take out of me. And it was so such a polarizing experience from what I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Here I thought I was going to be known, to find more influence, to promote the things that I am God has called me to, yeah. the obedience things that God has called me to. Yes. And it was the opposite because yeah. I literally could not even talk about them. Mm-hmm. In fact, my small group, we were together for four days. And at the at the end of the four days, there were eight of us. So it's, it's hard to get a lot of personal time in with eight people. But at the end of the four days, my small group leader looked at me and she goes, are you a preacher? And I was like, I mean, that's how little people knew about me. Yeah. And instead of being upset by that now, I see how God is using that because it's really not about who I am. It's all about who he is. And that has to be enough for me. Mm-hmm. And as I came home and I'm starting to process all of this and starting to like be okay with the fact that God took me into the mountains to really like get a hold of some sin in my life mm. and to reveal it and to strip it out of me. And like, I've got to be okay with that. I was sharing with my sister-in-law and I just said, I felt like before I went, I was on this, this mountaintop, this high, this spiritual high and just God had revealed so much. And I said, I, I felt literally as soon as I got into the wilderness, mm. the mountains, the literal wilderness, <laughs> it felt dry. If like there was nothing there. And I thought back to Jesus being baptized and, you know, God, the heavens open up and God's voice comes down and he said, this is my son with whom I am well pleased. And the public sees it and they hear this. And Jesus has this amazing experience where God, God's voice is speaking down to him. And then he goes into the wilderness and is tempted by Satan. And that's how I felt. Mm. I I felt like I literally walked that path. Wow. And then my sister-in-law said to me, yes. But then Jesus began his public ministry. Wow. And she told me later, I think that was really prophetic for you, Heather. She said, God had to strip out of you some things in order to then propel you into the next thing that he has for you. Wow. And so all that's a, a long answer for that's what I got from Camp Well. Wow. And it wasn't super pretty. Mm. 
but I'm very thankful for it. Mm. And I'm thankful because I don't want anything in me that is going to hinder me from truly knowing my identity in Jesus. That's right. And that being my driving force. Yeah. And not praise of man. Yeah. I don't want it to be said of me. Heather loved human praise mm-hmm. more than she loved the praise of God. Wow. And I can truly tell you that I don't think it's the end of that journey for me. Yeah. I think it will be the thing that I have to continually go back to and be reminded of because yeah. I think it's one of the things Satan uses to try to trip me up, mm-hmm. to try to take my eyes off of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so, but now I'm ready. Yeah. Like now I'm like, oh, I might have to deal with that again. Right. <laughs> but I'm going to see it coming this That's time. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think it's so important that you have been willing to be vulnerable about it with the right people and um, to share the story because so often life is all about the highlight reel. It's all about the photo that looks perfect and everyone thinking that everyone else's life is perfect and that they're, you know, in your case, maybe a leader in their church is perfect and she's got it all together. Mm -hmm. And yet knowing that Jesus, he still deals with our sin too. Yep. We still struggle. You know, we, it's a daily battle and yeah. and our sins look different, but mm-hmm. it's the same sin that is tripping us up. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I just think, I think for someone listening, it's so important to know that being vulnerable is not weakness. It's actually strength. Yeah. And it's a trust that Jesus is going to work this for your good, mm-hmm. no matter what this is. Um, and to know that so often our, when our expectations aren't met, a lot of times it's because our expectations weren't actually in line with his That's blueprints. Right. That's right. You know, we tried to put the overlay on top of his plan. Yeah. And we read those plans instead. That's right. And I love, for me, you know, I think for some people, Campwell was a place where they discovered or maybe re- remembered their dreams and were able to reignite some of their dreams. And I went in, honestly, already knowing what my dreams are mm-hmm. and and walking fully in them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I do feel like I'm walking 100% in the dreams that God has placed on my heart. Mm-hmm. And some of that is obedience. Yeah. And some of that is hard work. Yeah. And some of that is God's favor. That's right. Um. So I don't feel like I went in thinking, I need to figure out what my dreams are, yeah. but God knew exactly what I needed, what I, why I needed to be there. And I think it was to then allow me to continue to walk even further in my dreams Wow, and not, not have a, a limit. Mm. That's deep stuff, Heather. <laughs> that- I told you it wasn't very pretty. <laughs> I was going to say, that's not the like... The fluffy, puffy. Actually, you know what's so interesting? And, you know, we're super close. So when you when you were going to be going, I kind of did have this thought of like, man, I really do wonder what God's going to do. Just because it was so sort of unexpected. Oh, I mean, it came out of nowhere. And, and yeah. And just the, the, the fact that you went alone was so unusual. You know, it's not like you travel alone ever. No, and, and <laughs> I hated that part of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I do remember thinking like, what, like, what are you doing, God? I do not, I don't, I don't see what this outcome is going to be. And I didn't, I didn't think it was wrong. 
I just was it didn't was, understand it. It was confusing. You well, know? and I, I look back and I'm like, really, God, you had to take me to the wilderness? <laughs> like, the, I know I'm very At least literal. it was a really pretty like, wilderness. I know. And I'm an eight on the Enneagram, which if you don't understand what that means, you won't get it. But if you do understand, you totally get it. Like, he literally had to put me in the wilderness. Yeah. To, like, go, hey, hard, you know, brain that needs to be shown in very literal ways. Yeah. Um. And it's so crazy because the actual summit itself is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Like they give you gifts every night. You sit down at dinner and your name is on your plate. Yeah. And you are known. Like yeah. people, they know your name. Yeah. You're not walking into a place where you're just a number. You're a yeah. name. Yeah. And yet I felt like I was. I wow. felt unknown. Yeah. Because I was looking for the wrong thing. Yeah. And um, we, we got beautiful gifts every night. And so... There's a lot of really pretty things I could put on Instagram about mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. Um, but this is the raw. These are the raw facts, the raw story of it. Well, I think the thing. One thing I'm hearing you say is I think it's so important for people to hear. This wasn't a fault on the ministry. Mm-mm. This was the ministry is running in their obedience. The ministry is running in their lane. The ministry is doing what they're called to do. It was you letting yourself be vulnerable enough to let the Lord pull some yuck out of you. Yep. And so I think a lot of times, though, people start feeling mm-hmm. yuck pulled out of them and they want to blame yep. the ministry. Yep. I'm going to blame the church I'm in. I'm going to blame yep. the people around me that yep. are letting me down or not seeing me enough. Or, or speaking truth to me. Or are telling me the hard things. And I'm going to blame the ministry or the church instead of reflecting inside and going, I think this is a me thing. Mm-hmm. I think this is a root, a yucky root in my heart mm-hmm. that needs to come up, mm-hmm. come out, get rid of, totally. be exposed. Mm-hmm. And then let it be healed. And then, because like in your in your case, you could be blaming the ministry. Oh. You could be like, that was a waste of my time and money because the things I thought would happen didn't happen. And yet God is so good to give you eyes to see really what the purpose was. What the purpose was. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it wasn't about the ministry. It had nothing to do with that. It was no, about your heart. Because they were flawless. Yeah. And they even said that over and over and over. Like so many of you don't know why you're here. And our prayer is that God reveals that in your time. Yes. You know, and so, and he did. He was yeah. so faithful to do that to me. But I also will say this, Heidi, I was open. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I truly, when we prayed at the beginning and we, they asked us to open our hands and open our fingers so that whatever needed to flow through that could mm. flow through that. And I, my heart was truly open. Yeah. And I, I, th- I know that that's why I was able to receive what I received yeah. and, and see what I saw is because my heart was open to it. I wasn't close handed. Like this is what I'm going to get from it. And if I don't get from it, then I'm going to be upset. Yeah. I was, I was prepared for what the Lord wanted to do. And one other thing, and this sounds a little contradictory, but I think it would, it also played into it, even though it wasn't quite as profound is, um, the founder of it said to me one night, she looked at me because I had said to her, I'm not really sure where I'm here. I have, you know, I feel like I'm not in an identity crisis. I feel like I am not necessarily searching for my dream. I feel like I already know what it is. And she said, sometimes we forget to stop and celebrate the goodness of God in our lives and the fact that he has brought us into that place. And so I do feel like that there was a part of it for me that was that too, of just saying, you know, five years ago, I probably would have said, I don't know what my dream is. Mm-hmm. I am lost. I am searching for this. And now I can look back and go, no, God, you've brought me so far. You right. brought me into this beautiful season where I know what mm-hmm. I'm called to do. I know what my dream is. I'm mm-hmm. walking in it. And yeah, I do need to celebrate that. Yeah. So that was a that was a really 
sweet nugget that came from it too. That's cool. I, th- I think of it in the sense, uh, recently my husband said to me in the midst of a really crazy week of just of life, you know, littles and responsibilities and adulting. Um, he looked around in the chaotic moment of our world and said, this is so good, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. He said, this is really so good. He goes, someday we're going to look back and wish this yeah. back. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important for us to know that this is so good mm-hmm. and it might feel hard and it might feel uncomfortable and it might feel chaotic, but this day is the day the Lord has made yeah. and we are called to rejoice in it. That's right. We are called to find the beauty in it and not in a fake, like everything is fluffy kind of way, but in a like, Father God, you are good mm-hmm. and you are faithful Yeah. no matter what's going on. You know, whether you're a businessman and your job is super rocky and everything you've built for the last two decades is falling apart right in front of you mm-hmm. and you have no power over it. Or whether you're a stay-at-home mom and you're feeling like, I just cannot, I cannot anymore. Yeah. And you know what I'm talking about if that's you. Yeah. Or you're a student and you're feeling like, okay, everyone around me is caving to these pressures mm-hmm. of who society says I should mm-hmm. be. Yeah. And and the only one that's saying I shouldn't be that is the Holy Spirit in me. Mm-hmm. And no one's celebrating that. Right. You know, you God, you are good. Yeah. And this day is the day that you have made. Yeah. And so... And I think celebrating the people around you, that's one thing that I felt very strongly is I was so lonely for my people. Yeah. Here I was in a room full of amazing people and I was just missing my people. Yeah. And I, the Lord reminded me almost instantly of the people that you have around you, the people that I have around me that are so valuable to Mm -hmm. me. And I clearly felt him say, you have everyone you need. Wow. You don't need to be known mm-hmm. by people of more influence. I mean, mm-hmm. it's the whole point of this podcast, right? Like ordinary, <laughs> ordinary. is extraordinary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so the Lord just reminded me again of the people that I have around me. And I think for you listening, recognizing the people you have around you and finding their value in yeah. your life. Yeah. So I got to read this, Heather. God uses this specific devotional right now in my life in such a profound way. It's called My Utmost for His Highest, and it's by Oswald Oswald Chambers, rather. Um, And so it's got a devotional for each day, and I read it, and then I read whatever I'm reading in the Bible. And this just, I mean, this spoke to me so strongly recently. It said, discipleship is built entirely on the supernatural grace of God. Walking on water is easy to someone with impulsive boldness, but walking on dry land as a disciple of Jesus Christ is something altogether different. (laughs) Peter walked on the water to go to Jesus, but he followed him at a distance on dry land. We do not need the grace of God to withstand crisis. Human nature and pride are sufficient for us to face the stress and strain magnificently. Hmm. But it does require the supernatural grace of God to live 24 hours a day as a saint, Hmm. going through drudgery and living an ordinary, unnoticed, and ignored existence as a disciple of Jesus. It is ingrained in us that we have to do exceptional things for God, but we do not. We have to be exceptional in the ordinary things of life and holy on the ordinary streets among ordinary people. And this is not learned in five minutes. And I just hearing your story feel like you said 
this is something I've dealt with my whole life. Mm-hmm. This is not something you learned in five minutes. Mm-hmm. This is not something you learned at one camp retreat. This mm-hmm. is not something the Lord spoke to you once. Mm-hmm. This is something, and I know from being your best friend, this is something he has been speaking to you for decades yeah. and that you've had to keep going back to and you've had to keep uprooting. Yeah. And that is what discipleship is. Yeah. It's following God in the ordinary moments and dealing with yep. the ordinary things of life that yep. that if not dealt with will start tripping us up that's right and i just i applaud you that mm-hmm. you're willing to deal with it and you're willing to talk about it because i believe it's giving someone the boldness to start dealing with their ordinary that allows them to start following jesus at a very close mm-hmm. distance to mm-hmm. jesus so close that they feel yeah the dust from his sandal, you know, hitting yeah. them square in the face. Yeah. Because you know so. what the feeling on the other side of it is? Tell us. Freedom. Yeah. So much freedom. Yeah. yeah. Freedom that I don't have to strive. Yeah. Freedom that I don't have to perform. Mm-hmm. Freedom freedom that I don't have to prove myself mm-hmm. to God. Yeah. Or to man. Yeah. Freedom to live in obedience, what God has put right in front of me, to love the people in front of me, to do the things that I'm called to do, which are extremely ordinary things with joy and with purpose and with boldness and confidence that that's where he's placed me. Yeah. And that's a pretty cool place to be. Wow. That's so good. Thank you for sharing that. You're welcome. Listeners, thank you for tuning in to this hour, this half hour of the H&H hour. We hope that Heather's story has blessed you. I believe that it is probably hitting hearts pretty close to home in a lot of aspects. Um, I would say whatever God just spoke to you through this podcast, be willing to act on. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's you having to spend some time with Jesus and start uprooting mm-hmm. some of the yuck, <laughs> or whether it's seeing a friend right in front of you and learning to be a good story listener. Yeah. Um, whatever it looks like. Can I say too, if you need, if you feel that rising up in you, you need to find a place where you can be alone yeah. and just hash it out. I yeah. mean, cause that honestly, that hotel room was such a gift to me hmm. because I was in a room by myself where no one but Jesus yeah. could hear me and I could talk to him and I could sob and lay on the floor. Yeah. I didn't lay on the floor cause hotel rooms, floors was are it, gross. Did you put a towel on I, lo- I laid on the bed. So gross. I laid on the bed, <laughs> but you, I could say whatever I needed yeah. to say without feeling any boundaries mm-hmm. of what people were going to think of me. Obviously that's what I was dealing with, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, and the, like, I think like go get a hotel room if you need to Yeah, and just hash it out deal. and say it out loud. Yeah. Yeah. Cause when we don't deal, it stays and then it grows. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. And you just, you've got, you've got to face it. You got to move on. So if okay. you have any questions or any, anything that maybe Heather shared today and you want to some further insight, email us the H and H hour at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and Facebook, the H and H hour. Um, we really love connecting with our listeners and hearing your stories. We want to be your story listeners. And sometimes we get to air your stories and it's so, so awesome. So also if you would jump over to iTunes and not for our sake, but for the sake of people being able to find this podcast, it's all about all of the computer side of it. If this showing up as Mm -hmm. suggestions for other people, Mm -hmm. um, because this is a ministry, this is a gift. So if you would gift this to them Mm -hmm. by leaving a review and, um, if you want, leave a five-star rating or whatever you want to do, but, um, this helps people find that. And I have found some really great podcasts recently Mm -hmm. 
because it pops up and says, you may like this. This yeah. is a suggestion yes. for you. Yeah. And I scroll through and I think this looks interesting and I listen and it's always something I need. Yes. So yeah, if you would do that, that would be awesome. So thanks for listening and we will catch you next time.